This episode of the Golf Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented to you by Shady Rays. Go to ShadyRays.com and use promo code SGPN for 50% off two or more pair of polarized sunglasses. All right, DJs, welcome back. It's the RBC Heritage DFS show. It's your boy, Boston Capital, with the God of Golf himself, Steve Shermer. Steve, you ready, man? You know, I mean, I, 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 I drove to work this morning, and, uh, you know, I mentioned last night I was kind of sad about the Masters. Today was just kind of the hangover, where yeah, I knew I, I had to start crunching my stats, you know, doing the whole process again. I'm just like, <laughs> it's the heritage. I mean, it it, it helps as an elevated field, but yes. this is starting to be the time when, you know, the stuff kind of becomes a grind and it's hard to get up for these tournaments. So, yeah, I mean, like, listen, there's a lot of good players to talk about. We just mentioned before the show, the ownership is kind of weird. Uh, so let's break it down tonight. Yeah, it's. Uh, you think we're gonna get any more WDs? You think Rahm's actually gonna play this fucking thing? Well, that's what. That's my question. I guess. I mean, wouldn't he have already WD'd at this point? You would think so, unless he was just drunk all day today. He doesn't strike me as a guy who's a big drinker. Did you see him after he won the Open? He was absolutely fucking no. I three sheets to the wind, fucking drinking out of the cup and hitting golf shots off of patios onto the golf onto the golf course. Yeah, he's okay. he's a tequila guy. All right, so he's a tequila guy. <laughs> no, I, I I think I mean he'll probably take the week. He's got two small, he's got two small kids now. Yeah, he's so he'll try to take the he's gonna take Zurich off. I don't think he's gonna go try and defend his Mexico Open championship uh in a couple weeks. So um You don't think I don't so? Know. I think I think he probably put more weight into that than this. But he already he won it and then does. that's it. But he talks about growing the game um, in Hispanic countries. You know what I mean? And I think that's important to him. Yeah, and that's why he skipped the uh, I think the Spanish Open last year. Did he skip it last year? He yeah, he, he skipped one of those. It, just because it didn't fit the schedule. So he's like, all right, I, I can't play this thing anymore. Yeah. So, um, I mean, you want to get right to it then? Since we're just, we're talking about yeah, John Rahm. Okay, so let me ask, yeah. let me ask, all right, so his ownership right now is um, sub 10%, no. yeah. pretty low. Um, is it just because people are just afraid he's going to WD or is it another reason? I think it's part. And more people think he's going to WD. I think it's a silly, right? I think that's a silly reason. You can always change your, you can always yeah, change your lineup. Yeah, it's Monday. You know what I mean? So it's like, all right, if he ends up playing, maybe I'll I'll plug him in. It's not like Scotty and is get who's basically the same price is getting huge ownership. It's probably a bunch of people not being comfortable down in the down in the sixes because that six K range is fucking. Yeah, there's some names down there yeah, that uh, their names yeah. are right. They are names. I actually like these names better than some of the names under seven thousand dollars last week. I guess. Uh, I guess. I guess you just get more comfortable with the guys who've played the Masters, and you can you can talk yourself into shitty players at the Masters more easily than you can at normal normal places. I guess. All right. So let's say Rom stays in the field. Yeah. What are the reasons not to play him other than price? Like, is there anything about this golf course that just you don't think is going to be good for him? I mean, Rom's game plays anywhere, right? Um, it's, I think it would just be more about like the fatigue of just winning the Masters, and that's, yeah. I mean, look, it's an elevated event now, uh, but I mean, he's was he only played here once, right? Let me pull it up. He's only yeah. Here I think I think it was the, it was the COVID year. Yeah, it was the COVID year, which never... really was a different golf course. He can't really take a whole lot out of that. Yeah. Although the field strength was comparable to what we see now. You guys mentioned that on your YouTube show. 
Yeah, I forgot about this being right after a COVID. Oh, yeah. That was, I mean, there was no other sports happening. I remember it was that, great yeah. for uh, the brand for this guy. <laughs> yeah, and, exactly. You know, where everybody's like, hey, I can't have any other sports like golf to bet on. Why don't you help me right now? So, <laughs> yeah, but that was played in June. It was soft. It was Bermuda. But, man, that was a stacked leaderboard. You had, uh, yeah, that was when Bryson just came out of COVID. He was firing balls over the range net. Yeah. Uh, I think he finished top 10 that week. Yeah. That was fun. Can we go back to that former Bryson that was hitting it a mile and he was irons gray and just it looked like he was gonna win everything? I, I didn't like him then. I, I I just like him I just like him more now. I still didn't like him back then. He was such a weird cat. I was never a Bryson guy. I know you weren't. I mean, there's a bunch <laughs> of guys who uh you were never a, that guy. But all right, so back to back to Rob. I mean, yeah, there's nothing about this golf course that says he can't play well. No. I, if he plays good. You know, I mean, I'm looking at both Rom and Scheffler. They they don't have a lot of ownership. I love a ton in eight thousand dollar range, and Me honestly, too. Me too. I can probably that nine thousand dollar range. It's full of really good players, but yeah. at this golf course where you know no one's hitting a whole lot of drivers, and a lot of some of those guys in the nine thousand dollar range, the drivers are biggest weapon there. Um, you yep. know, you put them on some of these other different types of, you know, shorter positional lesson driver golf courses. They just haven't been all that good. Yeah. I, I think if we're getting some ownership leverage with Rom and Scheffler, just maybe take one of those guys and then take, you can take, you know, two or three guys in the eights and yeah. We'll and stay in the three. sevens. Yeah. You yeah. Can still stay in the sevens. Yeah. I, I don't hate it. I do like, I, I, I was going to be Uber. Jock and so is Cantley. I'm fine with skipping on Cantley, even though everybody's betting him. Uh, I don't know. Morikawa should do well here, just because approach and iron play is so fucking important, and that's what he does well. Around the greens, mitigated a little bit here. I don't know. I think maybe Raman two eights might be better, but I really like Cam Young too. So if you're like doing single entry, you got to make a decision. But if you're doing like three, or you know whatever three. 520. You can definitely mix in some of these other guys. What do you think about Cantley this week? So here was what I was going to say about Cantley. Is so last week he had the ball great tee to green, couldn't putt. Uh maybe that's why he had to stalk every 10 footer. Uh, you know, <laughs> over and over and over. So here's the thing though. So he's been very good at this event, but he skipped the one where it was all Bermuda. Yep. That was coming out of COVID and just decided just skip it. I'm not going to play that event. Uh, you know, we've had things with him where Bermuda with him doesn't really mix. And it's usually around the green. Yeah. And I have a feeling that just kind of like we saw at Valspar and Austin Country Club, it's a little more Bermuda this time of year. Maybe that does affect him. Now, the, the problem, though, is that it's going to be really calm conditions. He's going to be able to pepper these greens. I mean, it, it seems like hitting irons off Bermuda doesn't give him a big problem. So yeah, I mean, it probably is kind of inevitable that we're going to see another top 10 finish out of Cantlay. Yeah. So do I think he's going to win? Um, I'm going to say no. Um, but yeah, he feels pretty safe, but he's very chalky. So I guess if, if you want to fade him, probably fade him from the standpoint of a it's ownership B Maybe he does struggle a little bit with the irons and he doesn't ship all that good with Bermuda surfaces. That's kind of creeping up a little bit. Maybe the fact that the Bermuda or the rough has actually kind of grown up uh, for this tournament. It's a little different than the ones that you saw, you know, in previous ones, you know, if that is, has some Bermuda in it, maybe he has some trouble chipping out of it. 
But yeah, I mean, otherwise he's fantastic from 100 to 175, fantastic from 175 to 200. So the par threes aren't going to be a big problem for him. You know, obviously some great success here. Uh, yeah. Success in some other Pete Dye golf courses. Um, one thing they probably, you're probably not going to hear some other podcasts because they all just want to say Pete Dye, Pete Dye, Pete Dye. Um, Jack Nicholas consulted on this golf course and it's to the point where he's done enough tinkering with this place that the Nicholas design company actually takes credit for this golf course now. And if you look at some of the old videos, like that was really Pete Dye. Like I posted a video in my article this week of just, it's one of those golf is hard videos. Yeah. And one of the bunkers, like it's literally like, like in the Vietnam war, when they lay those booby traps with the bamboo, with the the sticks. Pudgy sticks. Those used to be the bunkers at Harbor Town. Like that's the Pete Dye stuff. And then Jack came in, made it a little more manicured with the, uh, the railroad ties and everything. So there's a lot of Jack in this place, which is also probably why Cantley does really well here because he's really good at Murfield Village. And, you know, uh, that's a, you know, that's a Nicholas course. So yeah, it makes sense why he's good here. It fits all his. You know, stuff. I mean, whatever. I mean, I, I, I've spent three minutes talking about Cantley. Guy was chopped. You guys know why. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, listen, I, I do have a question uh, about Morikawa, though, especially after you say that. But uh, let's talk about Shady Rays first. You got to kick off the new year with new gear built to last. Our friends over at Shady Rays have you covered. From the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and much more. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair that we've worn. Durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. And that's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane eye protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break a pair, even on day one, they told us that they'll send you a brand new pad. No questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after the purchase. And with Shady Rays, you can look good and feel good. To date, they've, dated, they've donated over 20 million meals to fight hunger with Feeding America. If you don't love them, exchange them for a, a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out the best deal of the year. You go to ShadyRays.com and use promo code SGPN for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the Shades rated five stars by over 200,000 people. All right, so Morikawa destroys Nicholas Golf Courses, doesn't he? He does. Yeah, he won concession. I think that uh, Reno Tahoe Open was at a Nicholas... Uh, one at, uh, Murfield village and finish. He, I mean, I think he was, I mean, Stewart sink was up by, I think four going into the final round there, but Morikawa was in second. I think people were just assuming he was going to just overtake Stewart sink. Uh, just didn't have a good day because of the winds looking at this forecast looks very benign. Yeah. We were in, I I was in Disney texting you waiting in some line being like, how is, why is, why is sink not losing? What is happening? (laughs) (laughs) I know that was very, that was very uh, triggering. <laughs> I think, cause I think I bet Grio that tournament too. And I think he finished like second. Yeah. So yeah. Um, right. yeah, I mean, look like the fact that it's not gonna be a whole lot of wind. Um, I think this golf course is going to still be kind of soft based on all the rains received either, you know, this past month, this past yeah. week. So yeah, that is all the conditions for more cow. I mean, it fits exactly what you want in this place. Typically guys who are putting more accurate, a little shorter, they're a little more on the same playing level as some of the bombers because they don't have driver a whole lot, plays a lot of his strengths. Uh, yeah, but I mean, I but considering he's so popular in DFS, and I guess we can kind yeah. of transition to um, the nine thousand hour range. 
I mean, I consider Hovland kind of in the same boat as Morikawa at, at this tournament, considering, okay, soft conditions. He's, you know, he's got some accuracy off the tee as well. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, elite short and mid iron player too. Yeah. And the fact that if it's really calm weather conditions, we just saw this at the masters when it wasn't windy, he was crushing it there on soft yeah. greens. And when it got windy, then he started missing greens, started to struggle at that point. I mean, I love Hoblin this week, and you're, it seems like he's oh. just getting a lot less ownership than Cam Young and Morikawa and Cantley. He's kind of sandwiched between those guys. Uh, I, I yeah. really like Hoblin this week. Hmm. Okay. All right, I mean, and here, here's another point, too. I mean, what's the difference between this place and Mayakoba? <laughs> not, yeah, not a whole lot. Yeah, yeah not really. Huh. I mean, besides past Palom, and I mean, but they're both coastal tracks, short tracks. Um, you know, they both... You know, this is a little more narrow than this, but Mayakoba has all the mangrove forests that kind of provide the tight sight lines and the lost ball if he hit in there. So, yeah. Uh, Morikawa or Hovland has a second place finish at concession. Yeah. Nicholas ties. I finished third at um, uh, the Workday Charity Open. Obviously, really good at TBC Sawgrass. Got a couple of good finishes at Valspar. You see a lot of guys who go to Valspar. Good. Here's huh. going Fourth place finish at Wyndham and back in 2019. Like he's a lot better. Some of these, like, you know, shorter plotter southeast golf courses, I think people give him credit for. Hmm. So yeah, okay. I, I really like Hoblin this week a lot. All right. I, I don't hate it. Because I thought about it, but I don't know. I it's probably just still so fresh. The the shit that he pulled yesterday was just Okay, like, recall the first round. Yeah, yeah. No, and recall, Sunday, and recall yeah. Sunday morning, the five straight birdies when there wasn't a whole lot of wind. Yeah. That's yeah, I mean, the wind's definitely something to monitor. Yeah, the wind's definitely something to monitor, right? So I don't know. I mean, would you think like 50 mile an hour gusts or anything? Well, the thing is with Harbor Town, it's so protected by the trees. Yeah. You don't really feel it a whole lot. Okay. It's only when you get kind of towards like 15, 16, 17, 18 by the coast there. Yeah. That's when it kind of play a little bit because it's, you know, it's kind of usually a crosswind there. But, yeah. Overall, though, I mean, for 14 holes, you're kind of playing in pretty protective stuff. I mean, I guess if you got a high ball into a, you know, a green, it could be a little tough there. But yeah, yeah, I mean, for the most part, you're pretty well protected inland at that okay. place. Okay. All right. Well, uh, so you, you have no love for Cam. You have no love for Cam Young. I mean, I do. I'm just not on him. I mean, he seems like he's pretty popular. Um, I'm just not going to play him this week. Okay. All right. Uh, all right so. I guess who else do you like? Do you like any of Finau, Xander, or Homa? No. No. Nope. Mm -mm. Okay. No. I mean, I thought about Xander just because I feel like he'd get a little depressed, but not getting that big of a discount. Okay. Homa, I don't know, man. We talked about it. Like, like, we talked about him last night. I just don't know what to do with him. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't know what to do with him. His approach numbers are fucking ridiculous. His ball strike is great. Great from one fifty eight hundred. He's great from one one fifty to one seventy five. Like, yeah, I mean, he he should be good. He should be good here. What's his history? It's not terrible. I think. No, you know, it's not that great. No, T forty one back in twenty twenty hasn't played it since then. Okay, so. all right, all right. Well, since then though, you got a T nine at Austin. Different golfer now, so okay. Yeah, T nine Austin Country Club. That's Pete Dye. You got T no. six of the players. Uh, you got. T6 of Valspar. Um, yeah, like he's got some solid results in some of these like shorterish tracks uh, in the Southeast. You know, he's not just as a, 
you know, you and Cam were talking about in the show today. He hasn't, he has one on the East coast. He wanted, uh, you should know this one. Cause he stole a ticket from Keegan Yeah, from well. Yeah, I know. And, uh, he also won quail hollow. Yeah. So I, yeah, I mean, I don't mind home. I considering, you know, just some of his iron numbers really good from short to mid range. What's bad. his putting splits on, on this stuff? Is that because like he, like he putted so miserably this past weekend and I don't know, like, well, all right. I was, all right. I, was, I, was I was, I was definitely interested in Hovland at uh, not the Hovland, um, at home at his betting number. Uh, I didn't pull the trigger, but I could still see myself doing it. Okay. All right. So considering the players in um, Austin Country Club had these overseeded Poet Trivialis greens yeah. that probably have a little bit of Bermuda in them, he gained strokes putting in both. Okay. Yeah. All right. Because so he, he was. Because he was somebody like that. That like I definitely want to play. So I guess before we transition to the, the Uber chalk sitting right between them, let's just we'll, we'll talk about uh, underdog fantasy because uh, uh, the guy we're going to talk about uh, isn't an underdog, but he's priced like one. Uh, so underdog fantasy is a great place to get down uh, on your favorite fantasy and player props all year long. Underdog fantasy, NBA, NHL, and MLB daily games. Plus, they're already doing best ball drafts for the 2023 NFL season. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for 100%. Deposit bonus up to 100 bucks. That's underdogfantasy.com. Promo code SGPN. Yep. And then uh, let's talk about Piper Golf Ball. So finally, uh, I am at a point in the year. I'm in Rochester where there are no frost delays to, to cancel my tea times. It's 70 degrees today. It's going to be 70 all week long, too. Right. So, you know, I, I got a tea time set for Sunday morning. I'm going to go out and use Piper Golf Balls. Uh, and that's a golf ball company that is definitely going to help your game. It's a discounted golf ball that stands up to all the premium big boys like your, you know, t- Taylor Mades and Titleist, you know, especially with their gold line of balls. That's their four piece urethane uh, ball. It's got a high ball fly, a soft feel, and gives you a lot of extra spin and control around the green to really help you lower your scores. So go to piper.golf slash GGP to get 10% off your first order using promo code GGP. You also opt to subscribe and receive scheduled shipments of golf balls at a 50% discount. And you get free shipping on any orders over 50 bucks. So go to piper.golf slash GDP and improve your game today. All right. So 8,900 JT. When was the last time he was priced at $8,900? It's it been has, a while. It's, it's, it has to be years, right? Mm-hmm. And I even said I'd give him a break for what he did, right? Because he's going to be good playing conditions and house cat, I guess more of an alley cat now. But it, I mean, ownership is coming in. It's like 16 right now. Like it's going to be higher than that. People are going to fucking play him at 8,900. I think the case you just made for Homa is a nice pivot away from, from JT because normally you'd look at a price like this and be like, all right, that's a fucking free square, but I don't trust his putter in the fucking least. Like it is a, it's not good. It's not good. So I think that's a nice pivot point. I think Homa is a nice pivot point away from uh, JT. Okay, so the counterpoint to the putter thing mm. is Speed's putter was a mess before he won Heritage last year, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So that's why I kind of like mm. Thomas at the beginning of the week yeah. because, I mean, kind of like, you know, uh, Morkow and Hoblin, uh, he's got an awesome track record to kind of some of these shorter Southeast positional golf courses. I mean, he won a TBC Southwind. He's won the Players' Championship. He's won a Wiley too. Got a lot of really good top ten. He's got TA to that uh, Harbor Town uh, COVID one. No, oh, yeah. Well, so yeah. there's past success here. I think he finished 11th there back in 2015. 
good track record of Valspar and a couple other, you know, shorter positional tracks as well. Third in Mayakoba. Yeah. So yeah, I really like JT. Um, but the secret's out. It, you're not getting any leverage off of him. No. Um, and listen, there is still a curse out there that I still believe in, even though oh, I forgot about last that. week. So yeah, that was enough to kind of get him off. I still might do positional <laughs> if he drifts a little, but it seems like if, if this is his ownership, I don't think it is, which, which is a shame because I actually went back and looked. So through 10 holes before it stopped, he was actually gaining, I think, uh, 1.75 strokes T to green hmm. uh, in his second round. And then <laughs> from the 11th hole on, it was, <laughs> it was a lot of red and gray. Uh, which is bad <laughs> on dating all. Not, not great. Not good. Not so, good. Not yeah, good. I mean, uh, so probably just with the ownership, uh, JT's out. So I guess, you know, so we both said we both like a lot of guys in the eights. Yeah. Um, lot, there's a lot, couple of guys with some high ownership, like Lowry and Sungjae. Um, yeah. So who do you like out of all those? So I, I'm still going to play. I'm still going to play Lowry. Okay. Um, his, his course history here is just fucking amazing. And it's not like he's playing bad. You know what I mean? He's just not, I don't know. It'd be T20 at the Masters. I haven't dug in for that. It's just his putter's been, his putter was really bad at the players. Kind of lost his irons at the API, but got those back at the players. So I, I, I'd i like to see what he did at the Masters. I feel like it was putting again every time I saw him. Um, his score sister is good here. He doesn't have to win at this price. He's just got to score. Um, and I can eat the ownership with him. I have a question for you about Fitzpatrick. Okay. Do you still, do you think he's injured still? What do you, no, what, so his okay. irons got fixed last week. Right, and so watching it, so I, like I said, I haven't looked at the data yet, but watching it, I could see the difference, right? Like just at the eye test-wise, I was like, oh, that is way cleaner and crisper than what I've been used to seeing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it, it definitely looked a lot better to me. Yeah, yeah. So if he's, if he's going to be, you're going to get great ownership with Fitz. He's got a good course history here. Yeah, like why? Why not? Like I, I love those two guys back to back, Fitz and Fitz and Lowry. Yeah, I, but only if you told me that you think he's healthy. <laughs> I think it. I mean, I think the fact now we got fooled with this before because he did. He hit his irons pretty good at Bay Hill, and then oh, that's true. Shit just true. hit the fan for the next two tournaments. Where then I sent yeah. a video to you about, hey, this is what he's doing. This is terrible. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean the fact he gained over a stroke per round at the Masters with the irons. Uh, he comes to a track here. I mean, it's, I'm actually surprised the ownership isn't. Higher considering he had a top 10 finish. And I guess like there's the narrative that he's got like a Harbor town towel on his bag. So he likes the place. I, I'm, I guess I'm, I, I guess I'm surprised that the ownership is, is not there for him, but yeah, I, I do think he might've righted the ship a little bit. Um, if he's coming in sub 10%, I, I definitely like him for DFS here. Sorry, I had to go on mute for my stupid dogs. That's um, the uh, so and it, well, his course history is pretty decent too, isn't it? Let me pull it up. It's pretty good. I mean, it's I think you know, he's only got I think a couple top tens. It's a lot of like really solid, steady yeah, finishes. Like, yeah, so like twenty twenty t fourteen or t five t four in twenty twenty one. He got cut in twenty. Yeah, he, he's got a high floor basically. Yeah, I like it. All right. Like um, it. how about Sam Burns? <laughs> Why not? I'm just not a Burns guy, man. Okay. All right. What, so I guess let me know what's the difference between these places and uh, Heritage, okay? Right. Austin Country Club, got to win. Yeah. Colonial, got to win. Yeah. Uh, Valspar, two wins. Ugh. 
He's got a ninth at Heritage. He's got a second at Southwind. He's got a six at the another six at the Valspar. He's played good at players and then just kind of blew up in the final round. Played decently last week. Just kind of things kind of sputtered at the end there. Yeah, dude, he was like, was he like fucking five hundred on Thursday? Yeah, he was playing good, and then I think just the weather kind of got him. But good mm-hmm. weather conditions. He does really good at some of these like shorterish like tracks, and especially like it seems like every time we come to one of these overseas golf courses where the Bermuda's starting to come up, he just crushes it. That is true. Yeah, played well at um stadium course, the Amex earlier this year. That's a Pete die. Mm-hmm. I like I like Burns a lot this week. And actually, if you What's look, at, so, so his it's really low because the the iron numbers yeah, he's, overall he's between JT and Sanjay. Yeah, so between yeah. JT and Sanjay and Tom, like all those guys, so sandwich between them, the irons have been a little better lately, and he's been really good from like one hundred to one seventy five. And I think that's why he's just been so good at some of these types of tracks. Is like mm-hmm. that's kind of his bread and butter. We think of it as just this bomber, but. He's pretty good at like. like I feel like, like if this he can club down. I feel like the, yeah, I feel like the driver can get his ass in trouble. Yeah, I mean, like if, if you can do it at Val, hands. if you can get around Valspar, you can get around here. It's very tight and tree lined and narrow there too. I mean, this is probably right up his alley. His long term numbers look like trash. Actually, that's yeah, why he's, he's not going to fucking pull up. Pull he's up, up and down, models. but I think yeah. he. No, no, I'm, I'm thinking, yeah. I think I think that's an advantage if you like Burns. He's not going to pop in these models. Yeah, so I run a short. I run a short sample, and he and he comes up super low on mine. Yeah, so he gained about like point six per round with his irons at the Masters. It's pretty good considering trending up weather conditions. Yep, and we just and last year he won Valspar, and then I think like six starts later he won Colonial, so he can win twice in mm-hmm. you know a short amount of time. Okay. All right, I like Burns this week. I like the ownership. I definitely like the ownership. Like, mm-hmm. I want. Could you really? Could you, I, mean, I guess you could. You could skip the entire nine K range. Yeah. You could. Oof, man, it would be. I feel like it would be borderline incompetence to skip all the way, all the way up, and just start your lineup with, like, call it, call it home at ninety one. Well, hold on. Well, why don't we? Uh... <laughs> Let me pull up a couple. Why don't we do a lineup real quick? Okay. All right. Why don't we start with either Rom or Scheffler? All right. So you start with Rom. I'll start with Scheffler because Rom's your binky and your boy. And I actually, I really like, I like Scheffler a lot this week. So I don't care about the putting woes. We just saw Jordan Spieth last year struggle with the putter, but just because he just was so great with the ball striking, he hit every green. Didn't really matter at this place. Um, DK, so I do not want rainmakers. Every time I open the fucking thing, they want me to get fucking rainmakers. Like, well, I guess they're not going to be a sponsor. I don't even opt in for the free ones. I've turned down free ones. Like every time I open the app, what makes you think I want to get into it? All right, Expl- explain rainmakers to me like I'm a five-year-old. I can't. Like, so I can't. So here's the deal. I'll explain it wrong and I'll get roasted. But here's the deal. It's basically like an NFT. So you remember the the cads that they were doing um, for football season? Yeah. They have like a, like. Whatever, normal, elite, platinum. I don't know what fucking adjectives they use, but each one is a different tier, right? And you can buy these packs and you open them and get the CADs. And you, if you have that golfer, you put them into these tournaments and whoever has like the best CADs wins the tournament. But you, it, like, it's, it's heavy investment money. Like, uh, that guy, Jesse does it, Wiley does it. Like, it's, if you want to be good at it, not, it's not even good. You have to invest money to fucking get. Right, cads, and I guess the thing is, is like it ends after the season. So, like, like I guess, like if you get somebody who you like high on long term, then you can go because you can buy them in the aftermarket. It's just too much for me. 
and I don't have the type of money to fucking be serious in it, so I, I don't even bother. So you open cards? Digital. Like, yeah, do you just take your finger and just, like, do this and, like, you know, like, open I don't know. Like that? <laughs> I don't know. You probably hit a button and it, like, does a big unveil. Oh, like, you, a little, you play like, the new, pop, like, uh, did, she, did you play the new Madden? Or last year's Madden? No, I don't. That was, I, haven't, I haven't played a video <laughs> game in six years, buddy. So, uh, yeah, I know, man. I bought a PS5 and, like, I, in hopes that I was going to play it. I got it set up in here and I, 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 I got, yeah, no, I haven't decided to play it. Cause I, I bought it because I wanted to play the PGA, but I was like, I don't have fucking time anymore. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so like the old Madden, like, not the old Madden, but last year's Madden, it was the same thing, like packs and like, you'd open it up and you're trying to build this like Hall of Fame pack. I was like, I don't, I, I thought I had to do it for like the first like two weeks I played it. I realized I could just skip that stupid fucking part of the game. I was like, oh, um, All right. Yeah. Let's get back All to right. our point. I'll start with, I'll start with Rob. Sorry. Okay. All right. <laughs> so I'll start with Scheffler. I'm going to put Burns. And I'm going to put Fitzpatrick in this lineup. All right. Then I'm going to put my boy Bizet in here. Oh, All right. I got seven. I got, I, I got, why not at this place? Okay. We'll get, we'll get to, we'll get to Bizet and Hoot. This is Bizet Hoot season, man. No, no. All right. There's no such thing as Bizet Hoot season. All right. So now I get 7,400 bucks to play with. So I can pick a, I don't know. The uh, I can pay, I can take a Justin Suh, mm-hmm. and I can take oh I can fit in a chalky seventy eight hundred dollar option probably a Russell Henley. So I could go Rye, which would get me seventy four hundred. Okay. What do you think about Mac Hughes? Seems like a Mac Hughes course. Mm, I think it needs to be Winyard to be a Mac Hughes course. That's fair. Okay. All right, so I, I so I made a Scheffler, Burns, Fitzpatrick, Bazain, who Justin saw Russell Henley lineup. That sounds, that sounds pretty nice. good for heritage. So I, let, let's just say I let's just say I skip Rom. Right. Okay. Let's just let's just say I start with let's say I start with we'll go with Homer just to see how crazy it will go. <laughs> okay. So so just check this out though. So you could do you could do Homer. Burns fits. Oh, where the fuck did it just go? Go to like high sevens oh. at that point, probably. No, no, no. Then you can, so check this out. So you can go, you can go Burns, Fitz, Homa, Hovland, Aaron Rye, and you still have seven K guy you can get. So you can go oh, Saw, Stevens, the new Rio. <laughs> so you can get you, if you skip. You, go J, you, know, you put JJ Spawn in that lineup. Oh yeah, that sounds pretty good. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a good lineup. Yeah, I like that. Maybe skipping. Think... Maybe skipping the nines is the play, except for like Hovland. But like, yeah. I, I mean, so. I, I, I guess. I mean, other than Cam, yeah. I mean, you're definitely gonna get leverage with Finau, Xander, and Homa. But although you're you're putting Homa yeah. in that too. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm not putting Finau nice. in. So I got I got Burns, Fitz, Homa, Hovland. Am I? Am I? Yeah, who's the highest owner of that? It's, I mean, it's Hovland, ninety eight hundred. Yeah, that's a that's a nice like seventy five percent and lower fucking total total ownership build right there. It's pretty, it's pretty good. I like it. All right, all right. Last guy. Last guy. How about um? What about Sahith? Uh-uh. No. No recency. I think he's, he's going to get a bump in ownership. I think it'll come up. Okay. The recency bias from everybody watching him chip in on sixteen. Um, He's fucking wild off the tee. Like he's just wild off the fucking tee. Uh, yeah, but he if he's not hitting driver a whole lot here, that's that might be okay. 
Maybe, but maybe not. Well, like, I don't know what he does with his three, but I'm not going to pretend like I know. All right. Um, so how about how about this? He came T two at C at Sea Island. What's the difference between Sea Island and this place? That's fair. Not a whole lot. Yeah. Now, other than that, though, a lot of these other comp courses, I see a 74th at Players, a 70th at mm-hmm. Heart Heritage. I see a bunch of missed cuts. Yeah, he's so not. He's, is he is he really that good with his like mid mid short irons? Like that's a, that's a thing. He's not. Yeah. He's better yeah, with the think... long. He's better with the long stuff. Yeah. So, so I mean, I'd rather play. Ke- I'd rather play Keegan for a hundred dollars less, <laughs> which is we'll insulting, get, we'll... by the way. Say he priced above fucking major champion Keegan Bradley. Yeah, twelve twelve years ago, buddy. Disgusting. Champion, so Disgusting. I, I, I guess my point to Heath is there is actually a world where he can do well here. Just of course, it's Boss City with everything else he's done. But there's a T two mix in there, so yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, he's not my favorite. There's, we just talked about a bunch of guys who have a lot of leverage this week who I like a lot better. You know, so I'm probably skipping over to Heath. So, all right, why don't we transition then to under eight thousand bucks? Let's start with Keegan. Yeah, why ownership? So, yeah, why is the ownership so low? Is it just the course history? Probably it's course history and it's Keegan, man. Like, I mean, not not everybody's a the blind psychopath but uh, dude he's fucking really good with his he's really good with his irons and he's a great ball striker and he's long and straight with whatever he takes off the box so yeah i mean i like it a lot especially with the ownership i think it's probably because people are playing the Corey connor's fucking dead dead cat bounce i guess like they hope they're gonna catch a flop lag with him um i don't know uh I guess. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I guess, I mean, what do you think the most popular, I mean, that, the answer is probably what the most popular build is. Again, somebody from the tens, somebody from the nines, maybe somebody from the, they're, they're going to want to play somebody from the eights if they can squeeze out the extra two or 300, and then they're going to skip the dead zone of 79 to 7,500. All right. Let's see. Sorry. Let's just, all right. So popular lineup of Morikawa, JT, Lowry. Oh yeah. That leaves you 7,600 bucks no. per you can go Connors. You can go Coocher. They can go JT Post. Chris Kirk. JT Post. Yeah, Post. Oh, yeah. Morikawa, yep. JT, Lowry, Connors, Coocher, Post. And that is the chalkiest lineup you can probably come up with this week. Yeah. So that's so you'll see you'll see that. And, and if they're gonna if they're gonna pay around that range, like I said, they're gonna they'll do. They'll do Corey Connors and they're going to do Kucher because of the course history. And he's look fucking Christ, man. Kucher's in good form for the courses that he's good at. And this is a course he's good at. So, I mean, I don't hate playing Kucher. Like, I mean, I think he's probably knows what courses he's good at, which ones he's not. And he's, look, he's been competitive with the, uh, the Genesis, the Valero match play. Like, fuck it. Why? I mean, if he wasn't uber chalky, like I'm definitely looking to uh, take him in some matchups, but the books have been getting better with these fucking matchups. It's annoying. I know they are. That's why I've quit matchups. <laughs> so, all right. Well, one more point about Keegan. So let me go back to the course history. So it's six rounds. Uh, one was a miscut where I think he finished almost dead last back in 2011 before he won that major. That's right. And then I, he played in 2017. We finished T44. Yeah. So the course history on paper looks terrible. It doesn't have any. It doesn't have any. And remember 2017, that's when they took away his cheater putter at that point. Oh, that's right. Yeah. (laughs) So that that happened in 2016. So he was still kind of finding his way at that point. And he hit the ball fine. That's where he didn't putt very well, obviously, because he's like, you know, he's like, like (laughs) they know what to do with himself. I know. Yeah. Everything on paper, great from 100 to 200, accurate, like, 
yep. good at the players. I don't really see why Keegan can't do well at this place. Yeah, so. I agree. All right. Okay. All right. Let me ask another question. Yep. So the popular options in the upper sevens, let's look with Henley, Connors, Kucher, Rose, yep. Ricky, Siwoo, and Chris Kirk. Yep. Who bus of those? Ooh. Um, I would, I don't know, man. You think Connors is going to, Play bad twice in a row. I mean, it's fucking definitely possible. It's in the Cats. It's Corey Connors. Um, I would have to say, is Rose really going to be that popular? Uh, it seems like it. I mean, really, I'd just say Siwoo. I mean, he hasn't really been doing anything. He's been consistently meh. And he finished T29 last week. Yeah, that's a meh. It's the, it's the Masters. <laughs> I can't hear you. But like, he hasn't done anything else either. You know what I'm saying? Like, listen, I love Seawood, man. Don't get me wrong. But I mean, yeah. it's T29, the Masters, T, you know, he just missed out on group play at uh, match play, T27 at players. Yeah. It's solid. Well, and consi- I don't, I wouldn't call that a bust. I wouldn't call a solid top 35 finish a bust out of him. We're talking I mean, about, we're talking about miscut here. Oh, uh, fine. I, I don't think he'll miss the cut, even though he's missed the cut twice here. and and didn't play well the last two years either. But okay. so who's gonna miss the cut? That's a different question. So where the fuck am I? Why not? Why not? Justin, uh, why not Justin Rose? Yeah, I think Justin Rose. He's probably he's probably got the the most. Yeah, that's a guy who kind of goes up and down a lot. Mm-hmm. So that's probably my pick, and probably Ricky. Ricky has, doesn't have a great course history here. He doesn't. I was gonna ask you about him because like his approach numbers and ball striking is good, but. It's funny, like the the buckets that we talked about, he's not great from. No, he isn't. He's terrible from 100 to 175. I mean, a lot of that is probably because of like, if you stretch it out pretty far, he was yeah. a pretty bad iron player for about two years there. Yeah. But yeah, I just considering the track record, um, matching that up with some of the proximity we know he's not very good at, and the fact he's never been really good here, that's probably a pass for me. Yep, I'm with you on that. All right, you want to talk about Tom Hoagie real quick? Yeah, man. All right, make the, make the case. One of the, I mean, look, he's not one of the best iron players in the world, but he is, what do you think? What do you think isn't like hyperbole? Do you think it's like top 10 wedge player? Do you think that's crazy to say? Top 10 wedge player? Yeah. 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 Top 15 probably. All right. So it's not like crazy, right? Like, yeah. like it, he's that good with that shit. He just missed the cut. Um, his core sister here is, should be better here. That's the only thing that really frustrates me. So that's I the thing. It like, should be better everywhere. That's very fucking fair. It's tough. That's so here, very so fair. he kind of has the Sahith thing going on. So he's got a third of players, a fourth yeah. at Sea Island, a third at Mayakoba, a third at Wailai, a ninth at Sea Island. And then there's like 30 other tournaments where he's like missed the cut or finished like T16 above. Yeah. And a lot of it is even including when he's been like decent too. Yeah, there's no casino anywhere near here, which is helpful. I think that hurts him. I think that I think that helps him. I mean, maybe staying up online playing digital blackjack at that point. Uh, yeah, maybe, but yeah, that's true. Very true. Uh, um, I listen. I just think. I just, look. I think he's. I think he's worth a play. I think maybe he's a better bet than uh, DFS play, just because you're right. The 
the floor is fucking low <laughs> and you can, and you can find some other guys uh, around the same price tag that are probably a little safer. I guess. So earlier his ownership was pretty high. It's come down a lot though. I noticed that too. When I reopened it tonight, I was like, okay, it's dropped a little bit. Yeah. I so I, I actually think, I think it might be the opposite. I think if it's, if he's getting sub 7%, I think it's DFS leverage play. I don't know if I really want to bet him though. Yeah, perfectly honest. I already bet him. So I know you already bet him. <laughs> so well, so another thing that we so saw, I, I mentioned last night when I tried to make the taste for Tom O'Leary, I'm like, oh, he just played great at Austin Country Club. Uh, I confused him with JJ Spawn. So, yep, maybe that, maybe I'm just off. Yeah, maybe on that. Maybe because Hoagie Could played be. pretty. Hoagie actually played pretty bad at uh at match play. I feel like he's not a match play guy. I mean, sense. but again, like Austin Country Club, a lot of short wedges, and yeah. it's that's so wonky Nothing. though. Like I don't even remember what fucking pod he was in. Um, I know you convinced me. I think to make it out of his pod, as a matter of fact. Well, yeah, because right? I liked him, and then he was horrible. <laughs> I made the same arguments that I was going to make for him at this place, and oh. he's just bad here. Yeah, well, all right, all right. Uh, how about under seventy five hundred bucks? Who else you like? I mean, Sheamus isn't really getting any ownership. He's good at Pete Dye tracks. Um, yeah, I kind of like I him know. this week, too. He was okay last week. Yeah, he was fine. Yeah. He was same thing, bad weather. Mm-hmm. Poston's uber chalk because of his course chalk. history. Yeah, uh, his pro- his proximity buckets kind of suck, though, Although, but his iron play's been pretty good. Yeah, his iron play's been solid. And from and from 150 and under, he's pretty solid. Um, okay. I, I'm a never-harming guy. Harm has been horrible. Yeah, uh, like he he's he's like legitimately broken at this point. What about Matty Wallace? I you could go with Matt Wallace. Um, yeah. His course history here isn't all that stupendous. No, but if you take a look at his recent numbers, like his approach play is really good, even for the field. Um, yeah. and he's another guy who's pretty decent from one fifty and in. Uh, yeah, or or you can say that a lot of British guys are good here, and he's British, so just by association. <laughs> It's fair. Why not? I bet on. I bet Don't on guys that. for reasons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> how, about, how about the resurgent Webb Simpson? No. Top ten at Valspar. No. Top thirty at Bay Hill. Nope. You sure about that? Positive. Okay. Positive. I mean, maybe Co- the fact he finally uh, let Paul Tesori go and oh, he's released. Well, maybe some good karma. He's released that burden off of him. Burden. He's like, it's been weighing on his mind that he's just shackling this talented caddy and denying him income for years and years. And now that is free. <laughs> huh. Do you know, do we know who his new caddy is? No idea. I can look it up though. Huh. I don't mind the good karma play. I don't he's, hate that at all. He's been decent. Yeah, let's let's pump the brakes on. He had, he said, what one top ten and one top twenty five in order of his last how many? That's better than what he was doing. <laughs> that's fair, but that's not what we're just not what we're saying. I mean, what's his ownership right now? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's it's at seven point two. It's higher yeah. than what I. Yeah, uh, it's not it's not it's not crazy. Um, it's not, not all right, crazy how about Danny McCarthy? What's his ownership? What it always is, it's yeah, it's seven point seven. Seven will seven will end up at ten. Yeah. What's Sam, what's Sam Ryder been doing lately? That's a dude Nothing. you play on coastal tracks. He did well at Valero. All right, T three um, Valero, T nine. Yeah. Man, why isn't he getting ownership? I feel like he just burned everybody when it, we all jumped on him in fucking Florida. Okay. 
All right. How about uh, I? I've heard Ben Martin's name a little bit, but I, I like oh, him. Chalk, chalk, chalk. Is chalk, he really? He's gonna be. He's getting yeah, talked about. I, I, I think I've seen. I think I've seen him on people's fucking betting cards for Christ's sake. That's dumb. I mean, for <laughs> I mean, positional. That's fine, but outright, right. that's stupid. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> how about how about the uh, the Ponzi scheme? Cam Davis luring us back in with that sixty-five at uh, Valero after shooting an opening day eighty. Yeah, it's beautiful. Finished top no, 10 last year here. Can't do it. And his ownership. Fucking, uh, listen, no, no, I'm not doing it. Cam Davis is a hell of a drug. I mean, he really is. He really is. <laughs> really is. Uh, his all right, so, all right, so why don't you like Christian Bizangel? Is it just because you just don't like him, or is it a legitimate golf reason? He sucks. He's not good. Hang on. Let me pull it up. Okay, 7100 bucks, and all the guy does around this time of year is top 40. He just Casey Kasem's every single tournament. I guess, man, but we need scoring in DK. I don't need a top 40 and fucking a bunch of paths and some bogeys. I mean, it's good for a 6-6. Six six. That's fine, but you know, for a ceiling play, he ain't it. Um, okay. Yeah, man, I just can't get behind the guy. Iron play's been pretty good with him lately. Yeah, I was just looking at those. Approach times look actually pretty good at Valero and at the players. Yeah. Yeah, I don't care. No. Nope. Okay. Uh, <laughs> how about going back to uh, the guy who cost me a charity bet, Adam Svensson, last week? Is this a Svensson course? I think it is. I mean, one Sea Island, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, all right. I get, Maybe. I get behind Adam Svensson. I mean, I can get behind that. 13th yeah. in players. Can, yeah, I can get behind that. I Plus, can, it's, he's, him and his wife are a funny follow on on social media. She still makes him like build shit. And the other day, uh, she, she she like took a picture of him like cleaning the cabinets. And she's like, "Yeah, we get the means to have somebody do it, but we ain't paying for that shit." I was like, "My kind of people." It's <laughs> got seventh at Sony. Yeah, I get behind a, a T twenty six at Harbor Town last year. Yeah, I don't hate Spencer at seven. All right, do you, well, do you like? Would you rather play him or Aaron Rye? Aaron Rice burned me so much. I know. That's why I asked. I mean, because the numbers look the numbers look good. Honestly, their profile is basically the same player. They're both fairly accurate off the tee. They both hit their shorter irons pretty good. They're both gained about half a stroke per hour with their irons the last twelve rounds. I mean, no. they're basically the same player. They're pretty no. decent. Some of these other comp courses, yeah, I think they're pretty interchangeable. Okay. Yeah. Um, Grio. I'm never agree He burned me way too early in life. Like when I was like first playing DFS, the non-putting was just too much. I wanted to kill myself. So um, what does it take for a guy to like get off your uh off off your like trauma list? I don't know, man. Yeah. I will always make exceptions, but like I gotta see something. Like I'm not just going to Grio to go to Grio. I got my own losers that I do that with. I don't need to add to the list of bums that I add to my betting card or my DFS lineup. Okay. Um, what do you think? So, what do you think about Sam Stevens? Because you like Sam Stevens, right? In general, do I like Sam Stevens? Yeah, I mean, are not... you talking about him? I mean, his iron numbers are pretty good. I thought you were talking about him coming into Valero. Uh, I could, I could be fine. Could be another guy. I think, I think Matt Gannon actually brought him up, and I'm like, yeah, that that's maybe it was Matt. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think I prefer Justin Saw at seven thousand bucks if, if I really do want to be honest. Yeah. Okay. That's um, yeah, we would six, like you to be honest, Steve. All right. Six percent ownership. <laughs> I mean, he basically is fitting exactly what you're looking for at Harbor Town. Accurate off the tee, pretty good with your short irons. 
So, so these flat 7K guys, there's a bunch of options. How about uh, Taylor Montgomery, 7,500 bucks? We just don't care about him anymore? Uh, dude, his approach numbers are so bad. He's got to do it I with mean, they're, they're They're always bad. What's he been doing? Because uh, I looked I, I, right. at I thought about him. I thought about him for first round leader, just like off the jump. Like I was like, oh, Taylor Montgomery might be a first round leader. T twenty two Valero, T forty four players after he put eight yep. in the water on seventeen. Oh, I know it's crazy. Top forty at Bay Hill. Yeah, it's not horrible. It's not horrible, but I mean, he beats up a lot of these bullshit tracks, like twelfth at Sony, fifteenth at RSM, tenth at Mayakoba. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, what's his ownership? Can't play everybody, man. We gotta, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just saying like... there's a lot of good plays down here. A 2.6 percent. Yeah, I mean, I don't hate. Right. But I already created a lineup where I like all the guys in my lineup that I have leverage on. Never, I don't have to add somebody who I'm like going to be shrieking at when he fucking misses the green, fucking eight out of nine times in the first 12 holes. I mean, I guess why can't Sam Montgomery do what like a Denny McCarthy does here? Yes, he could. I mean, Danny's better with his eyes than this fucking kid. Is he? Yes. <laughs> not by much, but yes. As I as I look. All right, fine. <laughs> but, lately, not, not by lately, much, but yes. Lately, he has. Over his dude, he is over his career. Not so much. That's fair, but t- Taylor Moore from one fifty to one seventy five is dead fucking last in this field. Oh, Taylor Montgomery, not Taylor Moore. Taylor Moore is much better player. No, yeah, yeah. No, sorry, I, I put yeah. up the wrong one. Uh yeah. So, uh, okay. Yes, yeah, so Taylor Moore's the one who's dead fucking last with one fifty to one seventy five. Is it really? That's gonna be. It. Yeah, it's gonna. It's gonna be something wrong with that. Yeah, I think there is something wrong with that. I think it's not picking up any rounds. Uh, whatever. <laughs> Doesn't matter. <laughs> um, broken. Probably. Yeah, that's definitely not true. Now, Taylor Montgomery definitely is the one that I think is. Uh, his a, his a, his approach. He's he's a hundred and thirty third on approach out of this. That's, I know. That's pretty fast. Yeah. I, I don't mind a little Taylor Moore this week too. Uh, yeah, we're naming everybody at this point. I know. Yeah. All right. Let's all right, let's talk about any six K guys that you like. All right. Uh, I, mean, say, I, mean, I mentioned JJ. You said you like some guys down here. Yeah, right, JJ's a good player. Down here. I missed yeah, him. Jay I missed Spawn's him. Down here. I, I missed him somehow. Yeah, um, I have Brendan Todd kind of burned everybody at Valero, but he's six percent nope. ownership. This is a Brendan Todd type track. Nope. We can go back to him. I think I'm off Ben Griffin. His iron, his iron numbers stink. You talk about a guy who's really bad with their irons. That's that's a dude who's bad with their irons lately. Yeah. Um, Tyler Duncan is that bubble popped? So what's funny is, is he's the one that's got a pretty decent course history here too, right? I think he does. He won. He yeah, won our T twelve last year. T twenty eight the COVID year. So that was a stacked field too, and he's still T thirty or he came inside the top. 30. Hey, won RSM. Hmm. Yeah, I kind of like my some Taylor Duncan a little bit. Um, Pank Azire's been okay here. Yeah, he's been fine. His iron numbers from short range are okay. Yeah. That's sad to see Alex Smalley down here. I like him. He's, been, he's been bad, though. Yeah. Um, let's see. Who else down here? <laughs> how, how about 60? What, what's his price? Who? All right. Who are you taking? Gun to your head. Cam Champ or Kevin Kisner? Right. Oh, fuck. Um, <laughs> my life's on the line. I, I got to take Kiz. <laughs> that's that's pretty sad. That's sad, but I mean, who, who would you take? 
if a gun I, was I, actually pointed to your head. I would make sure my affairs are in order and then uh that's fair. Yeah, that's probably I, I don't think that's I could live sense. myself picking either of those guys in this field. God, yeah. what happened to Kisner? I don't know. He said he was talking about it. I think um he just kind of lost it with his swing, like in general. Like he Oh, he definitely he, has. Yeah, yeah. So but Cameron, he was talking to he was talking to somebody, I think it was after the Path Three contest. And uh I don't remember what the tidbit was, but whatever. I don't I don't like him as a dude. So I was like, Yeah, whatever, fuck you, kids. <laughs> so I didn't care. Um but yeah, I mean he just fucking fell off. Like it like even even at the tail end of last year, he was still competing. And then oh just He's on a presence cup team. Yeah. He might be on the team again because Will Zaltoris got injured. He is not gonna be on the fucking team. All right, try it. All right, you know what? All right, end of Harbortown, RBC Harris discussion. There's Thanks. no one really else down here, unless you got any other names. Actually, I wanted to ask you about somebody, but okay. pull up whatever you're gonna pull up. So I was just gonna ask you about uh what about my boy? The ear. The ear, man. Is he in the field? Yeah, he's never played here. He's sixty eight hundred. He's trash. He's, he's trash on approach. <laughs> he's but, very trash on approach. Yeah, very trash on approach. But I mean, he can pot it from anywhere. I don't know. Yeah, he's too. Jesus Christ! Wow, that's real bad. Yeah, that's really he lost bad. almost ten strokes on approach at the fucking night. <laughs> no, yeah. Forget it. Okay. I haven't played him in a while. So. Uh, what about Andrew Putnam? He's terrible here, no. but this no, he's a okay. he's a Ponzi scheme too. Thank he's you. A Ponzi scheme. Okay. No. Uh, all right. That's, that's fine. All right. What do you want to talk about? Well, I mean, so rest in peace, Will Zalatoris. Uh, <sighs> that's that's terrible. That's no, sucks. That really. I mean, it, suck. yeah. It's hard for me to feel bad for kids who grew up as privileged as that dude did, but I still feel bad for him. I know we all like him. He's great at majors, and he's one of some money. And uh, I mean, the microdisectomy, That's that's no bueno. Somebody was talking about him on the golf uh, radio today, uh, comparing him to um, some other young cat, like probably ten years ago, who had the same thing and never got right again. Oh, Graham Dillette? Yeah, that's yeah, that was that was on Bayo. Oh, okay. I mean that's that's spot on. He Graham Dillette was actually a really good ball striker, and then that was it for him. Hmm. I mean, maybe these guys are learning to be really a putter now. Shut up. Oh, gun, gun to my head. Oof. Yeah. All right, but the real reason why I want to have this conversation, yeah, is uh, the Ryder Cup team. Mm-hmm. So that's actually kind of a bad loss. <laughs> that takes Not really. Out. We'll be fine. All right, okay. Na- all right, pull up the Ryder Cup standings. All right. All right, and I want you to give me twelve guys you're comfortable with. So I'll just give you the I'll just take the ones out of it right now. Scotty Scheffler, Homa, Cam Young, Sam Burns, Zal Torres, Morikawa, JT. Does JT Cat- have to be on here? He doesn't have to be, but he's going to be. I know. Cantley, <laughs> Speeth, uh, Fina. Zan- Xander. Did I say Xander? Well, no, but he'd be on. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Ah, uh, all right. I guess it's, a little, it's not as bad as it. All right, fine. The twelfth guy then on Team USA because we got eleven really rock solid guys. Yeah. So, so who? Wait. So who are the eleven again? We're going Scotty, Max, Cam Young, Burns, Morikawa, JT, Cantlay, Spieth, Xander, Xander Finau. All right. So that's ten. Ten. So we need so two got, guys. Need two guys. 
Okay. I think Sahith should make the team. Oh, fuck off. No way. Why not? Why? Why, Why? shouldn't Sahith Sagala make the team? Over who? I think Keegan should make him over Sahith. Fine, there's, there's... That's not... Yeah, okay. Like, I was like, that's not even being like an asshole. Like, what about Chris Kirk? See what he does for the rest of the season. No. Like, what do you mean, no? See, he's got more talent than that kid, than Kirk. Maybe, but isn't this, isn't this uh, the European-style course? I guess. I don't know. I'm just... Damn, my wife's feet out all the way at 19, huh? Well, he hasn't been playing all that good this year, and they just uh, started accruing points at the beginning of the year. I guess yeah. my point is the last two spots are kind of dicey again for USA. Yeah, but the last fucking eight spots for Europe are dicey. So that's not the last. The last four spots are dicey for Europe. Hold on, let's take a look at Euro. It's actually, it's actually not bad. And the, don't go to the European. Click the world points. Yeah. So I'll give everybody. Yeah, Rom, Rory, yeah. Hatton, Hovland, Lowry, Fleetwood, Justin Rose, uh, Fitzpatrick. That's a pretty good top eight. Yeah, that's fine. I guess. And then, and then, and then it gets dusty. and then it gets dicey after that. Yeah. So. Yeah. And Fitzpatrick is dicey. Why well, have to big shot it. Bob? What did happen to him? Where the fuck is he at? He's been bad. Dietry. Oh. That's Danny Willett's 14th. <laughs> Who the fuck are they? I mean, Hold Matt on. Wallace can Rosner? continue playing pretty well. That that wouldn't be too bad. I, he's he seems like a he seems like he'd be a decent match play guy. Okay. He's fiery. He's fiery. Not All very right. good, but he's fiery. Okay. All right. I got nothing else. You got anything else? No, nah, that's it, man. All right. Cool. All right. So tomorrow night we got uh, BK uh, on for the betting show. I think we go live at like nine fifteen. Um, yeah, I'm interested into uh, seeing who you bet because uh, Mike has not my outrights not finished yet, but I have more than I normally do by now. So I think I'm gonna probably just have room for one, maybe two. Okay. Kind of see where you're at. And, I'll and see, see if I can talk you into anybody. Yeah, that's usually what I like. I like I like to be talked into somebody. So when it loses, I can blame you. Exactly. I love getting the <laughs> <laughs> All right. Listen, you guys, uh, go uh, read Steve's article if you haven't read it already. Um, over at uh, sportsgamepodcast.com. You can find him in our Discord channel. And uh, you can go read uh, Matt Gannon's stuff. He had a couple uh, good DFS articles out today in the 6K range uh, and uh, some other TS2 tag it. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Boston underscore Capper. It's fucking RBC week, baby. Let's fucking go. Let's go.